Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey everybody and welcome back to Knowing is Half the Podcast, the show that talks G.I. Joe and other stuff. I'm Ray Stacanus. He's disgusted by you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's a uh, thread on Facebook of uh, Muppet songs <laughs> that I've been going through. So uh, That's the other stuff that Ray was just referring to that we sometimes talk about. Sometimes we talk about Muppet songs, guys. <laughs> oh, huh? sweet. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Well, let's not do it <laughs> here. Uh, Why don't you just oh, say your goddamn wow, name, Chan, and we'll start the show. Down. I feel... I don't know. I feel like my creativity is being stifled. <laughs> Good. Now we know how Ray feels all the time. <laughs> Pretty much every step in life. <laughs> oh, now you know me. If only I had an empathic bone in my body and it could make the connection <laughs> between the two to adjust my behavior. Uh, I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. Boy, thanks, guys. <laughs> really off to a rousing start. We got Worlds Without End Part 1. This is episode 36. Yo, yo. This was a good episode. It's a really good episode. I dug this for a variety of reasons, which I will get into at the end because I don't want to spoil anything. No, absolutely. And the whole thing is with this, it's a two-parter. So this is part one of Worlds Without End. Don't and spoil anything. No, I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> is this going to be like most of the two-parters we've had? I don't had think where so. Part no, two this one was like... pretty packed. Right, but yeah, but then that's the problem is then, then part two oh. is just like stretch it out. My, my belief is that all of part one was pure setup and that part two is where all the poop goes down. And since part one was compelling, part two, part two is going to be super compelling too. Uh, really, really uh, cool episode. But it opens up with some dreadnoughts uh, and some blueprints. Wait, Hold written on. by Martin Pasco. Oh, excuse me. Yes, Martin Pasco. That name sounds wicked familiar. I Martin Pasco. No it. way this guy didn't write for Marvel. Uh, has done very few uh, G.I. Joe episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, right. He did Operation Mind Menace. Oh, did we see that? Yeah, we did. That was the Cold. telekinetic uh, family. Oh, no. Uh, with the guy who was the fire uh, shooting so he's, his head. he's moving up in the world with this later. episode. Yeah. Here's the thing. Also wrote... For the Twilight Zone. <gasps> oh, yes. This, oh, is, this is super Twilight yeah. Zone-y. Here's the thing. Also wrote for Mr. T. <gasps> Weird. We were just talking about Mr. T <laughs> yes, right before we, we started rolling. Uh, do you, you want to talk about your Tumblr idea? Uh, that you yeah. Have? You guys, someone have a Tumblr that has Mr. T drinking tea, and you can Photoshop him into different serene settings di- drinking different teas. So, like, you could ha- have him in a little in a little uh, uh, Irish tea pub drinking some sort of tea or in a Japanese tea house. 
someone who's good at Photoshop do this? I was thinking, put my name on it. Do it in black and white and have him be drinking Earl Grey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, see. These are the ideas see. that make the money. <laughs> do they? How do, I don't how does know. One... <laughs> Step one, Mr. T drinking tea tumbler. Step two. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, profit. Guys, I got a big pitch meeting with uh, Tumblr later tomorrow. <laughs> got to pitch my big Tumblr ideas. Uh, Martin Pascoe actually did write a lot of comic books. Yeah. Even more, I mean, even before that, though, or uh, post to that, I don't know. Um, he was the guy uh, who rebooted Swamp Thing, uh-huh. uh, which was then taken over by Alan Moore. I yeah. like, I like this guy. In, I like this Pasco. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote for Roseanne. That's he wrote for friggin' uh, Bat- uh, BTAS, Batman the Animated Series. Oh. He wrote an episode of the Tick That's cartoon. My oh, dang. Oh, remember Buzz also wrote an episode of ba- Batman the yes, Animated he did. Series. Yes, he did. Buzz Dixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of... Good for you, Martin. Yeah. It's a good writer, man. Well, we open again with uh, Blueprints and Dreadnoughts and Zartan. We haven't seen in a long time, I realize, in not. this episode. It's mm-hmm. been a while. Uh, just like with Storm Shadow in the last episode, we hadn't seen him in a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe within the Japan episode, but there was a string of about 15 in there that we really didn't see a whole lot of him. Yeah. Zartan and the Dreadnoughts are back, and they're um, they're taking over, was it a train? It's a building? I don't remember exactly. They're getting but... Blueprints. Getting some Blueprints. Yeah, they're getting Blueprints, and they matter uh, transmuter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chan... Uh, as the resident science jerk, what is a matter transmuter? I feel like uh, it's uh, we we don't need to tap into my science skills <laughs> so much as my Calvin and Hobbes skills. Okay, uh-huh. excellent. As a transmogrifier. Oh, is what okay. They there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, you can change the. See, here's the thing. They did the thing where they said you can change the molecular structure of things. Mm-hmm. For example, turning a, uh, a safe into a tissue safe. paper. Which, yes. which, by the way, they wanted to make sure that they put on that that it was a dramatization. Yeah. In exactly. big letters. <laughs> Say what now? <laughs> on the bottom of the video? screen, like dramatization, dramatization. I didn't catch oh, that at yeah. all. Yeah, when they're showing the when they're showing the video of like this is what it could do. It it says dramatization. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that back, upsets me. I, I'm going look. back. Go like, back and soon. look. It was hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> the problem is though, the because first... otherwise we think it was completely real. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it was very much an inside joke uh, for the. <laughs> adults watching i love it man that's great um the thing before though they took a i don't even remember what it was like a book or something like that and turned it into an apple yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that that's that happens that's another thing obviously it does like i get the even in dramatizations i get the idea that you transmute uh uh the molecular properties of something you don't turn books not into yeah i was thinking like what would happen if i ate that probably get gassy yeah get your fiber am i right that's uh, Good for your spine. <sighs> you know what my problem with those apples? Too much pulp. Uh, uh, <laughs> someone's in hell. <laughs> well, there's a fun moment where they find the blueprints and then a uh, uh, um, buzzer is trying to pull the uh, matter transmuter away from the, the thing. And so he uses the chainsaw on chains with no fear that the chainsaw is going to damage the thing that's being wrapped in the chains. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, he gets it completely great. Um, I mean, this is his job. It is his job. job. He's he's chainsaw. like a surgeon with a chainsaw. Yeah. He does ice sculptures on the weekends. <laughs> yes. uh, and then one of my favorite um, unnamed, never seen again G.I. Joe moments, maybe of all time happens. The security guard who is in charge of looking at this runs in after they've left and has one line. And Chan, if you might have a poll for me here, I really wanted it. The matter transmuter is gone. 
Boy, thanks. That that's definitely a voice we know, though, right? Yeah, I think that was like Duke. Duke. Oh, I'm I was pretty sure say, that was Duke. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. Um, but yeah, it just he just runs in, gives us some exposition, and then is never seen again. It's because he 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 quit immediately thereafter. He was afraid of reprisal. <laughs> quit. He got fired. Are you kidding me? He had one job. He probably he probably went to Cobra after this. He probably signed up with Cobra. But it's not like he didn't know the thing he was guarding was important. <laughs> he knew it was a matter transmuter. Yeah. And it's gone. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. So then yeah, that we get the demonstration. It turns the rock into Apple. Cobra Commander immediately looks like he does every time he's shown something awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't get why this is good. Yeah. <laughs> at all. And Destro does the 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 the, the, br- yeah. the pinching yeah. of the bridge of his nose. Uh-huh. Which Essentially, doesn't really make any sense since he's wearing a mask. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's 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 almost a face palm. He's doing yeah. the Picard face palm. But then Cobra Commander immediately emasculates him in <laughs> front of his lady. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Like he just he is just as he's leaving with the Baroness, he's well, like, listen, bitch. <laughs> Well, Destro's mad that Zartan gets the got the mission of actually going recovering it. It's like Cobra Commander's opinion is salient. I think whether or not you think Zartan yeah, is good I, at his job, I thought it was sound logic. This is why we fucking have Zartan and to literally do yeah. this. Yeah, right. And Destro although, doesn't do these missions ever. Yeah, although I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Destro has some names that he could call in. So of that course. he could get his percentage. Look, even and a, he's in the angry. last few ish episodes, we got Firefly. Yep. Storm Shadow. Yep. I would trust Scrap Iron on this I mission. I would trust the Baroness with this Baroness mission. The Baroness would be fantastic on this mission. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Zartan, this is this is his thing. So right. Yeah. I mean, like if you can't if you have a mission where you have to go undercover with a team and steal something, mm-hmm. you may as well just get rid of Zartan from your whole organization if he's not the guy you call. That's you true. know. And 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 as as said before, demasculated. Destro Watch that attitude. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor. Mm. Watch it, mm. bub. Is this? Have we ever seen? Have we ever seen a stealer before? We have not. No. Uh, he is the saddest sad sack in the history of sad sacks. <sighs> Guys, yeah. why can't Steeler get a girlfriend? <laughs> he reminds me of a uh, uh, many, many a comedy man. <laughs> I. I was going to say he reminds me of half the people on every improv team I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh, oh, my job is dumb. I'm dumb. I can't get a lady. He's just so dumb. Nothing matters, guys. I'm going to have another drink. Yeah, he's just a, he's just a sad sack drinking whiskey at Bird's he right is. now. He is. He's right next for you guys at home. <laughs> Bird's is a, is a diner uh, bar right next to the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade here in yeah, Hollywood. Where a lot of sad sack improvisers hang out. But, uh, but also some very jolly improvisers. Uh, there are some fantastic people that hang out at birds. I do not want to. But you're right, though. That type of person often would find himself, whether he's got business around the UCB or not. Yeah. At birds drinking, being sad in a corner. Yeah. Being... We've never seen anyone be sad that they're a Joe. Right. Well, I mean, hopefully, He's quit. Hopefully, they would just keep it to themselves and then quit. You yeah. know, like bring it on everybody else. Everybody else apparently is fine with this situation. Yeah, and he is not wrong. He is not wrong. Like, no. what is this? Yeah. Just same old bang for shit all the time. Yeah, and a lot of time probably just sitting like sitting in your little weird little tank thing waiting yeah. for shit to happen. Yeah, and there's only three chicks, and you know you're not getting one of them. Yep. You're not. And where else are you supposed to get chicks? Mm-hmm. No, it, he's got a whole like midlife, like futility of life yeah. kind of crisis. Uh, yeah. A lot of ennui happening, and yeah. I mean, this yeah. sets up he's for a bitch, later. But he's not an incorrect bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. this sets up for later 
part of what I love about this episode, which I'll talk about later. All right. Absolutely. It sets it up. Well, and we set up the battle because Zartan now has to escape with the matter transmuter. So yeah. sure. somehow the dreadnoughts are now driving behind him, yep. and he's flying that. in a glider. Yeah. Right? Why would you split that and up? And Flint's <laughs> chasing him in a glider. Which sure. Flint, in, Flint, like, gives him some trash talk. Oh, the, and he immediately gets his comeuppance. Oh my goodness! It's like it's like Kevin Garnett uh, <laughs> uh, on the NBA floor. It's like Deion Sanders out there. There is just like trash flying back and forth. My favorite line: "Laugh this off, happy boy." Mm-hmm. He, I just, I just think this is some karma right here. Where Flint's like, "Yeah, stupid all." Because <laughs> Zartan swoops sideways through a couple of trees mm-hmm. in like a scene right out of Star Wars in the trenches or something. Also, we get some some really good Zartan screams. Oh yes, I have written here. He screams three times. Yeah. in a minute. <laughs> That's one. Okay. Number two. <laughs> Can I, can oh, I just say something? One, can, I, can I say something? It's right not here? the same one. Uh, because what's amazing about these Zartan screams, and I'll let you do the third one in a sec, please, but it's because he's flying, he's all happy, laughing, he's Zartan. <laughs> he gets a couple holes shot in it, he starts to dive bomb, scream, he levels it out, gets shot again, <laughs> dive bomb, scream, and it happens like you say three, it felt like 72 times yeah. in a row. It was all at a real compressed time, <laughs> and it was. I don't know. Those were three completely separate screams. I don't know why, but the third one made me laugh really hard. Because at that point, it's just like, holy shit, get your shit together, Zartan. (laughs) You'd think he wouldn't keep being surprised either. That's just it. Everything's great. Like on the third time, I would be like, oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, not again. Guess I will become one with the universe. You could channel some Storm Shadow there is all I'm saying. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so then did you notice what, because uh, the Dreadnoughts have a tree fall, and then they, the car that they're in blows up. Uh-huh. And did you guys notice the intact missile system flying in the foreground yes, of the did. screen? No. Because I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that will probably come up as a plot point in roughly 10 seconds. Oh. Because Zartan is facing off with Steeler and the Mauler, uh, or one of, the big, one of the big tanks. I don't think it's the Mauler, but it's, it's one of the old style tan tanks. And he immediately grabs oh, the missile flesh system. Flesh-colored tanks. Uh, <laughs> Gina. Dick tanks. I'll say it for Gina. Dick-colored tanks. Jesus. <laughs> Dick-colored taints? Yeah. No. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so immediately... Uh, she only has sex with beige boys. <laughs> this is what we've learned today. I mean, we knew that. I've, <laughs> I've only seen those dicks. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Steeler has him uh, kind of locked off with the tank. He goes, you're done. And Destro just, or Destro, Zartan grabs the missile system, launches all, all four missiles, blows up the tank as if Steeler's day wasn't going bad enough as it is. Steeler is having like a full on existential crisis at this point. Like, cause he, I don't know. Are we to the point where he's, he's like talking about how it never changes? Yeah. Th- this was like, I, I, like he is, he is speaking some truth because He's speaking to everyone who watches G.I. Joe and is like, ugh, yes. it is always the same. He's like <laughs> sad Deadpool. Changes. Yeah, he is he's having a full blown like, who am I? Is anything real? Because he also has right when this his tank blows up, he has a whole moment internally where he says, it had been a half second uh, yeah. s- slower, I would be dead right now. And what's he dying for? Because next week or tomorrow, <laughs> there's gonna be another another cobra thing. He's this, I would get this out. Is, 
Find a nice lady, settle down. I would be thinking all these same things. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thought that every G.I. Joe should be having every night. I think some of them do it because it's fun, though. Oh, it's some, very like, fun. Some, uh, I think some rush. of them are like, yeah, I think Wild Bill, at least, it's like if I wasn't well, doing this, yeah. I'd be killing hookers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing eight balls. I guess yeah. I can do both. Yeah, but but Steeler is like is speaking for the audience right yeah. now, man. He's a sad, sad man. Uh, so I do have a poll here for me again, Chan. I got to ask. This is Destro yelling no and Cobra Commander yelling yes in one of my favorite favorite sound bites, maybe in GI <laughs> Joe history. Yes, that's one. I had it reversed there in my head. Uh, yeah, still fantastic. <laughs> As, as oh, Cobra Commander cannot believe so Zartan would, would F up a mission, and Which, Destro's laughing his nuts off about it. First of all, Zartan messes up so much. His, his mess up rate is about uh, 85%. Yeah. But not to the same level as Zartan. Zartan's mess up rate is roughly I mean, they, 100%. They all mess up, basically. They all mess up. So so it doesn't really deserve that kind of no. Like, if I was Cobra Commander, I'd be like, God damn it, this happens a lot. <laughs> I should have sent a backup team. Why didn't I think to send a well, backup team? Because at a certain point, though, it becomes not about the mission it becomes about the ego oh yeah you know like it's at this point like destro's called him out for having a, a bad leadership moment of bringing zartan into this and he's like this is what zartan does mm-hmm. so now it's like it's as if he's the one doing it uh-huh. and when it doesn't work that's bad and yeah so steeler talks about quitting the uh, the force he calls out the entire show as you said a moment ago mm-hmm. and then uh, we're on a train and immediately know that these are not scientists, right? Immediately. We meet uh, Dr. Renault. Renault. Wait, I mean, did we just skip past the uh, rocket in a fucking redwood tree? Oh, excuse me. Yes, there is a tree <laughs> missile. We just there fucking, is a tree oh, missile. Yeah. We're in the fucking <laughs> redwoods, and they go into a camouflage door. <laughs> they are, there was a rocket there. These are EL fudge. Like these are like like the very you know, first fun. scene. The very first scene of this show is like, oh, we're going to a normal sized tree, <laughs> which somehow houses an entire base inside it. Yes, which it is does. Very not realistic. Don't worry about that. They are like cookie elves in there. And this is a tree that's what five feet across. That's what I'm saying. It's a normal sized tree. <laughs> I don't think so. See, that's the thing is that you're in. Uh, uh, Tardis those, uh, those, those, the red, redwood forest where all the trees are fucking enormous. Okay, so that just looked like a normal size. You know, maybe tree. it was oh, just no. way oh, off in the distance. <laughs> maybe it was a little force perspective going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry. So then the, the tree turns into a missile. Yeah. Which launches out as they do. As like they That's do. That's why we're losing so many trees in 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 America. Guys, it's not deforestation. It's not is deforestation. Really... It's missiles. <laughs> tree missiles. Call uh-huh. your congressman. Uh-huh. Stop tree missiles in your neighborhood today. <laughs> I'd sign that petition. So, yeah, we meet General Wagstaff and Dr. Renault, and within, what, one second? They, all, I had, all I wrote was, if I was their mask maker, I would be so pissed. Because I would be like, just do you know how long it takes me to get the detail on those masks? Can you at least stick with the disguise for a few minutes? To the point where the, the masks are so good, if you're wearing a, a face covering or a bandana, uh, <laughs> you'll still get a full face. Seriously, those, those mask makers must be working around the clock. And yeah, we, we don't get any, any benefit from it whatsoever. Uh, I, my first thought, actually, wrote, I wrote down right here. I went, one of this, she's obviously the Baroness. Uh-huh. This other guy, oh, is General Wagstaff a new character? No, idiot. Of course it's Zartan. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What are you, a it's Joe? It's a dick joke for crying out loud. <laughs> General, General Penis Waggler, that yeah. is Zartan. 
<laughs> so then uh, they're, they're both wearing masks underneath their masks. Uh-huh. So they're both wearing uh, uh, biological masks. They gas the train uh-huh. and then kick the guys out of it. Yeah. If you gassed the train, wouldn't you want to keep them in it? Because you gassed it. So there's really no point in gassing the train yeah. if you're going to kick everybody off of it. Well, we don't know. I, maybe that gas was a like a primer gas for the gas to come. <laughs> like you got to get you got to breathe some of it in. And then the other toxin comes and it mixes to make alternate. Well, you sound like gas. somebody who just ate Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, so then we got the big fight scene that's happening. They're fighting everywhere. Uh, Lady J and Flint get pushed right out of the train, uh, and they kind of fall and grab onto the bridge. Copperhead now. We welcome back Copperhead first yeah. off. Copperhead. We haven't seen Copperhead since, well, only once since we thought he died in that yeah. temple fire. Good for him for not dying. Um, he's so dumb in this episode. <laughs> Obviously, some rocks hit him in the head because he's in a mechanized, weaponized boat. And he decides to get out of the boat to join the fight with no weapon at all and brings the matter transmuter with him to the battle. What? Yeah, I don't know Stay why in your was, boat. I don't know why he was trusted with it to begin with. That's the other good question right there. Wouldn't like Destro want his hands on it? Wouldn't uh-huh. Cobra Commander hang on to it? No, it's back out into the field again. And so Copperhead starts climbing on up. He gets grabbed by the leg, uh, uh, and in the scuffle, boom, he shoots the matter transmuter, turns the entire bridge into... It looked like ice? Ice. I glass. I got uh, ice. Uh, you thought- got glass. I think everyone's right. Maybe it's candy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the sugar that they make the icicles out of. Uh-huh. In any case, it cannot support the weight of the entire train, mm-hmm. and it immediately collapses, and we're all going to die except this weird yellow gas. Magic gas. Magic gas. Like, where did the... Like, I understand if we're going to be taken to another dimension, uh, uh, spoiler alert, we take it to a parallel reality, uh-huh. but what's up with the gas? I don't, could, do you have a, Chan, do you have an explanation for that? No. He's just shaking his <laughs> head like, I'm not even going to try. Nope. I just have gas, question mark. I had magic gas, question mark. I just had gas, exclamation <laughs> point. It was exciting. Uh, so here we are. We're in a parallel universe now, uh-huh. immediately, because they're in the same location. Ultimate they established universe. this is where the river would be. This is where the bridge was going to well, be. Well, we don't know, to be fair, because I, I wrote alternate universe, but then they try and misdirect you into thinking it's the future. They think, oh, you were asleep for a while. Yeah. And then, but if you just look at any of the changes, like the fact that immediately you're introduced to an insect variety that doesn't exist hey, in our world. insects could exist in the future. What, three days in the future? No, I'm saying like like at first because they're looking at things and they're seeing like, oh, it's old and they're covered in dust. So they're trying to make it seem in the episode like they fell asleep for a really long time. They ripped Van Winkled it. They yeah. saw it Planet out. of the Apes. I was going to say Planet of the Apes, right. especially when we see the Lincoln Memorial. That was the that was the remake of the Planet of the Apes. That's how it ended with the Lincoln Memorial. Was <laughs> the worst ape. ending for a movie ever. <laughs> But, like, they're clearly trying to misdirect and say, like, what's going on? Is it the future? But, of course, as soon as you see, like, when you see the dreadnoughts, you realize they didn't age. Yeah. They're, everybody's the same. Yeah. Um, and so it's good to know, though, because they get attacked by Fang uh, gliders. It's good to know, even in parallel universe, uh, uh, Cobra still can't shoot for shit because <laughs> they have open shots on everybody. Well, those Cobra Claws are the stupidest vehicle <laughs> imaginable. I love the Cobra Claws. It's like a uh, hang glider, only with half the wingspan. And made mm-hmm. of metal. Yeah. Just pure metal. It's so their just... solution is to run into the most ominous looking cave it ever. Has, it has fangs. It, ha- it, it, the co- cave. it looks like a snake head. And it's they're like, a- run into this. A literal snake head cave. Yeah. Let's run. But I mean, what choice do they have? I, I guess. Yeah, it's true. But like not one of them is like, um, scary. 
Nobody thinks the fan cave's a bad idea. Okay, yeah. guys. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And then the fan guy just goes, oh, well, fuck it. And he just goes away. Yeah. He's like, oh, but I'm, I guess I'm not going in there. It, but in this world, though, if you if you play it through him, he's just like, nah, we'll just kill him tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I like realistically, that, he doesn't care. I like that everyone keeps trying to sort of figure out what's going on and Flint keeps being like, it doesn't matter. Stop talking about it. Like, he does not give a crap what is going on. At some point, Lady J is like, well, what could possibly? And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. We got to figure. And it's like, hey, can you, st- can you take two minutes to be like, does anyone have any ideas about what's going on here? <laughs> well, you know, Flint's like the cranky person in the morning who hasn't had their coffee yet. I would Don't be- bother me with it till I've had my Java. If I, was in- if I was part of this mission, I would be so pissed. Like, I would be like, hold on here. Yeah. We were just swept over by magic gas. This guy got bit by some sort of weird bug. Did that happen? Oh yeah, uh, that I'm sorry, that did happen. The bug bites Steeler in the back of the neck, and and he's like, "Oh, a bug I've never seen before." Oh well, throw. Yeah, I'm just saying they're overlooking a lot. They're well, overlooking a lot. They don't overlook the awe striker that they find with the key still in the ignition, mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. and it still runs. It still works. Yeah. And Steeler already looks like shit. Like, 30 seconds yeah. after getting bit by it, he's sweating. This would be the point where I would be like, guys, I got bit by something weird, and I am clearly sick. But he is also not... No one seems to care. Nobody cares. But I think they're, they're, they're getting... They want to go to this store that's just called Bargains. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, though, Steeler, we've all had that comedy friend who's just, you know, whining all the time. <laughs> if you're whiny comedy friend, you're hanging out at Birds, for example, uh-huh. after a UCB show, and he's just sort of just complaining about being sick you're already kind of sick of his bullshit anyway you're probably not even paying attention or listening to him mm-hmm. so i understand why the joes would be like Steeler looks like shit but he, he always looks we like don't shit really care yeah fuck him when they get to the store i wrote this Bargain. episode is good so far yes <laughs> hey everybody we i dug it. it i i i like because this is when they get to the store there's there's so many clues about what's going on their money's no good they have a retinal scan a cobra retinal scanner with the symbol of cobra yeah. right on it uh, two old people are selling strangers eight motorcycles just yeah. on the roadside. They don't think it's weird. Perfectly at all. normal, perfectly natural. <laughs> and they talk about oh, over there. That's well, this. The other clue is they say that's where they that's where they test all their weapons, like the uh-huh. Weather Dominator, uh-huh. which is from the miniseries we have we didn't ever watched before, but it's from the second GI Joe miniseries, oh. Destro's Weather Dominator, uh-huh. and that's where they test the funky bugs and the biological yeah. warfare. So this is like the Sliders episode to me. This is like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. they slid into an alternate universe. And totally. I dig it. I dig it. I dig the supernatural element. Well, they do what I think the G.I. Joe team would logically do. They're trying to use their radio to call headquarters. Uh-huh. No response at all. And they think that's odd, but let's go. So they go to G.I. Joe headquarters, which thankfully is nearby. At least, you know, one tank of motorcycle uh-huh. <laughs> gas away. And there's a there's a placard. The whole thing looks dilapidated. And there's a placard on the front door which says... Uh, um, that the place has been closed by order of Cobra Commander. Uh-huh. And in my head, that's the most Cobra Commander thing you could ever do. Is yeah. not just shut it down, but make a plaque dedicating the fact that you shut that place uh-huh. down. Because if, if you're a 12-year-old, you want everyone to know what's yours. Yeah! But I, this is this is setting up a lot. Because at the beginning, Steeler was like, Ugh, what we do is no, is, isn't useful at all. And probably everyone watching G.I. Joe... That's not that's not a little boy was probably thinking like, oh, it's the same thing every week. I don't want to tune in. No one ever wins. And then you realize it's all about keeping the balance, guys. That's right. 
It's a good. It's a good. It's a good episode on a lot of levels. Are you sure that people aren't sitting there thinking like, "Ugh, it's a wonderful life." <laughs> like, what if I was never born? What if? Yeah, no, I because I never thought that at all. No, because I think I think this. If it was, it's a wonderful life. Then that would imply that the Joes can somehow win. I think that this is this is almost like a bleaker thing where it's like oh yeah you will you will never win the best you can do is status quo but if you were removed it would be much worse so i think i think it was i i like how deep it is i like that it's bleak and it's it's saying to Steeler like yeah your life is crappy because of this it would be much crappier like you can never be happy good can never triumph over evil Guys, this but episode is a metaphor for my life balance. in comedy in Los Angeles. <laughs> You're the sad comedy guy. Oh, no. I thought I was doing so well. I Chan, like where's it. the bourbon? Who cares anymore? I like it because of its. I like it because it is, it is at, at both times bleak and hopeful. Yeah, and it's deep, too. You can there's... never drive back the evil. You can just sort of keep it at bay. Because I kept thinking, like, because, you know, there's a Marvel tie-in with G.I. Joe for going back a long time. It's like a what-if comic. Uh-huh. And what if G.I. or Cobra took over the world? What would that world look like? I also wrote, they seem to be all be handling this very well. <laughs> well, all but one of them. I mean, even he. Well, he's hallucinating. Also, if he's you, messed up. I'm, I'm just saying right now, if we blacked out during this podcast and woke up and we were like, holy shit, is it 50 years in the future? I don't think all of us would be like, all right, well, I guess let's let's go get some bikes. and uh, Guys, let's go to birds. We'll see who's there. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be super chill about it. I think we're going to be like killing ourselves and eating each other's carcasses at that point. If we thought that, oh, we just fell asleep. Everyone we know is dead. Maybe the world is is years in the future. Oh no, I'm the one getting eaten in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> this is depressing. <laughs> well, Lady J brings. Thankfully, she has her Olympic torch lighting javelin <laughs> that she brought with her to throw at the headquarters. I was just picturing like for the Olympic Games. Remember the one with the arrow that shoots it into the cup from outside the stadium? Are you thinking of the Hunger Games? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I don't think that's an Olympic. It really happened, you guys, at the Olympics. It was a professional Someone guy. Someone shot an arrow and from lit outside the, the stadium. He arced it. He practiced for like ever, and he li- landed it inside the cup inside the stadium while it was on Aww. fire, and he lit the torch that way. That is the highlight of that guy's life. It was the highlight of my life just seeing it. <laughs> Um, the story goes that he actually missed the first couple shots and he actually lit some like farms on fire on the other side of the. St- Don't worry about that. Uh, so Lady J uses it to light up because all this moss is growing on the outside of GIJ headquarters. So she just lights the whole thing up right there. Mm-hmm. And what is up? Okay, so there's the televipers, which uh, there's the normal Cobra soldiers. The televipers are the ones with the goggles and the big like round uh, blue helmets. They're supposed to be the ones who like work the computers. They're like the nerdy vipers. Okay. Except the fact that um the one guy uh, sees the word sees fire and then the word fire like goes across his uh, goggles in reverse as he's thinking it 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 was just one of the oh i did see that i didn't know what the hell was going on me neither because that never happens at any other point and then a later guy gets punched and the word ouch goes across his goggles yeah i was thinking like the first time i saw it i was like was that a reflection of something what the hell is that it was it was it was like the words that he saw in front of him and I have so no explanation for it weird. whatsoever. I don't. So in that scenario, it sounds like it's hooked into his brain. Yeah, he's thinking it. Therefore, the words appear in reverse on his mask because that's useful. That's disturbing. It's the cobra takes over the world equivalent of the kitty ears that like read your brain patterns. Uh, I was thinking something much darker, which is oh. like they they no longer have the capacity for speech because they're they're hooked into the mainframe. Oh, I like that. So, you know, so they can't communicate other than through that. You know what? I want it now. <laughs> Um, so the G.I. Joe breaks in. They take out a whole bunch of Cobra guys. 
And then there's a big door that they need to get through. So they all point their guns at the door to shoot the laser beams at it en masse, including Lady J's gav- uh, javelin, which shoots a laser. She's got a lot of javelins. She's the she's the Hawkeye of javelins. We've established this. Yeah. I guess I wasn't expecting one to be an actual gun. I, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if one was like a freaking dildo because I, I think that it's literally like she just she can make it whatever she wants it to be. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so they break into G.I. Joe headquarters. And the only thing I noticed is why are there so many participation trophies all over the place? They're all on the back walls. They're <laughs> falling off. They're on, there are trophies everywhere. And it's like, is this all G.I. Joe does? They just compete in like <laughs> local intramural athletics. Oh, that's kind of sad. We can't beat Cobra, but we've been, we've won the Division B basketball championship at the YMCA mm. seven times. No. It's very sad. And then we find out uh, they go to the active roster because mm-hmm. they're trying to still figure out what the heck's going on. They find out three Joes are dead. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't they say all but six are missing? So, I, yep. of course, my question was, who yep. are the six that are not missing? Yep. Because at some point, they're going to meet up with them, right? You would figure. But then they start reading off the names, and all I put was time filler. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when right? they list names one by one. Slowly reading them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless this is one of those things because we have the benefit of the internet and we can look up things whenever we want. Oh, yeah. For the most part, kids didn't know what the names of the uh, the real names of these Joes were. It was actually, find out. as a kid who had the file cards and, and was doing it back then, it was kind of cool to see the real names flashed up because mm. it was like an us thing. There was one Because we that, knew their names. I don't remember what the last name was that they read, but it, it was, was something really weird. It was Bazookas, and it was like Katzenberger or whatever. Katzenbogen. Katzenbogen. Oh, Katzenbogen. Yeah, yep. that was Bazooka. Wow. Have we done his file card? We have done his file card. Uh, we so should know that. I just totally that. forgot. Gina, that's so shocking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. So the the team comes together. Uh, they're just like, guys, we just got to come together. We got to figure out what's going on. We got to do some good stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. And Steeler is losing his goddamn mind. He's having hallucinations. He's running around. He's seeing things that aren't there. At this point, you just should knock him out. Right. Right. Tie him up to something. Like. For his own good. He's he's a liability. <laughs> he, re- he really is. He's more so than just like, oh, this guy's a bummer. Now it's like, oh, he's a bummer. And he's like. Kind of crazy. He's a bummer who's going to get us fucking killed. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, the Joes are driving through the city and they get pulled over by the cops. Cobra cops. Uh-huh. And who are the Cobra cops? The Dreadnoughts. And this is the this is when they sort of drop the guise of we're trying to make this seem like maybe it's in the future. Because they find a newspaper that has the exact same date on yeah, it. Yeah. And also, uh, like I said, the Dreadnoughts, the Dreadnoughts don't haven't aged. So not even a little because bit. up until this point, they're like, yeah, we did fall asleep. We must be really far down the line. And then when you see the dreadnoughts, you're like, well, those guys would be dead if this was <laughs> right. Because at some point, Lady J is like, how did this get all get set up so fast? Like, yes. How did you turn the Lincoln Monument into a Cobra Commander monument right. so fast? Right. Uh, and I would like to say, though, that those police uniforms the dreadnoughts are wearing are fucking cool. Yeah, I like that they, they can go... Uh, um, it's all black they suits. Can, they can go fancy if they want to, is <laughs> basically the lesson Can somebody here. explain why there's three of them in a cop car? That means <laughs> one of them sitting in the back seat with That's right. like, the locked That's doors true. and stuff. I believe he's just riding bitch in the middle in the front. No, no, no yeah. I saw him go into oh, the Oh, did he get in the back door? Yeah. I, I feel I was, like it's one of those things where every time one of them is like shotgun and the other's like, shock. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. I'm the only one's got keys. <laughs> You're sitting in the back seat. Also, not to get too political, but I feel like uh, every time I see a cop, I think of him as a dreadnought. <laughs> 
Like in real life, I trust them as much as I would a dreadnought. No, I actually have yeah. written right here. Uh, the dreadnoughts are cops. Nothing has changed. No. <laughs> Law enforcement ain't what it used to be. In all caps, I put after that, yeah, it is. <laughs> is this a dire warning from the past about the militarization of our police forces? <laughs> it's some roundabout way, I would ask. So um, there's also a great physics moment that happens. The G.I. Joes uh, decide they're going to use their motorcycles, and they're going to drive through the back way. They kind of do a little Blues Brothers action. They drive their motorcycles right at the side of the police car and then fly away. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. They just they E.T. it. They're the end just, of Grease it. <sighs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like Thelma and Louise without the going down part. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Never uh, seen it. Thank you. And so uh, then we get then we start getting the treats. We start getting the Lincoln Memorial. It turns out Mount Rushmore has been redone. The two uh, on the ends is still Jefferson and Washington or Lincoln. Who? Washington. But OK, so it's Cobra Commander. Who's the other one supposed to be? Well, it's Destro. Destro Gina. But it who did you like, think it was? It looked like Professor Xavier. Yes. They just Patrick Stewart is the president of the United States. But also, why is Destro the only because I because automatically I assumed, oh, it's going to be Cobra Commander Destro, the Baroness and Zartan. Right. But it's just Cobra Commander and Destro, which made no sense to me. I feel like uh, um, uh, Cobra Commander bankrolled it. Yes. And Destro was like, yeah, fuck it. Put my face up there, too. Like, <laughs> Anybody else want to chip in $400 million? Uh, see, no? I was actually right, thinking cool. like, oh, is that what they think one of the presidents look like? And the, and like, <laughs> that's like three of them are normal. The, cor- and the one Korean is- animators were like, and the, the bald one. We'll just put the bald one on there. Yeah. Like, no, I, here's the deal. And if I'm going to like, if I'm going to put on my, my theory hat uh-huh. is that Cobra took over the world, obviously, in this mm-hmm. parallel dimension. Yeah. I mean, how else would they take over the world without one of Destro's inventions. I get so maybe it, it's the way of saying thank you to Destro for inventing the weather dominator, which I, maybe that's the one that yeah, won. Yeah, I feel like it would have been cleaner if all four had been up there. Okay, fair. But I don't think, well, the Baroness is the Statue of Liberty. That's, yeah, that's true. She does have a pretty cool one herself. <laughs> and then the fourth one, you know, I guess Major Blood. I mean, who is the... You got two Crimson Twins. That's not going to work. Yeah. Copperhead. I mean, second <laughs> tier. You just obviously start a second row. A of second row of heads. To be fair, they should probably already do that. <laughs> uh, for the record, though, Cobra seems to have really united the people of the world together. Mm-hmm. Like, is the world under Cobra a worse place than the world we have already of the world of the 1980s? Is this like a is this like a end of Watchmen type thing where everyone can can unite under tragedy? This is kind of what I'm wondering right now. It's because it seems like the trains are running on time, for lack of a better. <laughs> uh, analogy but it, it seems like the world is full of order it seems like a nice place to live i mean once the terrorists took over they imply they they put law and order on the books everywhere so are we going on record to say that ray believes in dictators yeah i'm just wondering in this alternate future if they're not a good idea guys let's take a look at it trump 2016 <laughs> uh okay so then eventually they get captured flint airtight and barbecue they get captured by the dreadnoughts uh-huh. uh and taken away uh, Steeler believes that he's in hell. Yeah. He's really he's really slipping, guys. Yeah. They do everything but say, I'm literally died and have gone to hell. But he says everything around it to get us there. Yeah. Uh, and then we have like a weird moment with the Baroness. Well, right before that, Steeler runs out of G.I. Joe headquarters where him well, and Clutch it. are set up. Not alive! We're not alive! Can't be! No! No, we must have died in that explosion! And now we've gone to the devil! 
Pretty good. That's this is a good theory. This is some deep stuff, and I don't think he's wrong. It's like a Jacob's Ladder moment or something. I happening. think I th- uh. like if if I was with a crazy guy who said that, I'd be like, oh crap, what if he's right? <laughs> yeah, but then he runs out of the base like 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 one of the Venture Brothers mm-hmm. with his arms just looping around his sides and his legs for it. It's like looks like a, a, a Shaggy from the Scooby Doo cartoons <laughs> running out of a haunted mansion. Again, no one seems too concerned about this. Not, not even a little bit. Yeah, they're just like, oh, there he goes. And then, okay, so we, we cut to the Baroness, kind of like getting a uh, getting the 411 on what's happening. And what's I don't with, give a crap about the Baroness. What's with Lady Cobra right oh, there? That's what, what I give a crap about. What is that? I had to rewind it three times. Wearing? It's like she was like mid-swim training. <laughs> and then was like, oh, crap, I got to go to work. No time to change. I'll put on my helmet. She's got assless chaps on. No, it's like it's like it's like the bottom of a swimsuit or something. And then she's got a helmet. Yeah, I'm telling you, an was, armored top. She was like in the middle of like she. I think what happened was she was in the pool, <laughs> and some of the other Cobra ladies played a prank on her and stole her clothes from the locker room. No, 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 no. <laughs> in this future, the Baroness has her own. Uh, Lady Army branch of Lady Cobra. She does. Cool. But she does in our universe too, but they're they're dressed more appropriately than that one. She she really Uh, sexes him up in this alternate timeline. Have you what have we have we not seen alternate uh, universe uh, episodes of shows like uh, uh, from in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. Uh, Willow. Willow sexed sexed it up. Yeah. Yeah. But that that was because she was she was vampire Willow and and vampires are sexy. You know, that Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense, Chan. If this character had ever appeared in an episode of G.I. Joe before this to have any basis of comparison. She's just Lady Cobra with with I'm sorry, assless chaps. Well, I I'm telling you, I think it was a swimsuit. All right. We'll get we'll get a picture up on the Facebook page we'll and we can have this argument. Hashtag assless chaps, hashtag swimsuit. <laughs> Which team are you on? Which team do you choose? But this is where we get a Bechdel test pass. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh boy. Yep. Right at the end there. Yep. Squeezing it in. Sneak it out. And Lady J at this point figures out exactly what's happening. Yeah. We've been sucked into a parallel universe where Cobra took over the world. But also what Baroness says is interesting because she's talking about Steeler. Yes, she is. Like she's like, oh, yes, this is good. Something something with him. Yes. Something to do with him. I don't know what it is. It will be announced in episode two. I do not want to spoil it for you. I mean, I don't want it spoiled. I'm just saying they set up up a good because I'm intrigued by the mystery. The the arc of this episode is fantastic. It's good. Yeah. Good good Twilight Zone writing, Mr. Martin Pasco. Martin Pasco. And the Bechdel test passed on top of it. Oh, actually. uh, uh, um, Ooh, okay. I did get a look at that uh, picture again. And uh, Jan, tell uh, me. It's it's pretty hot. (laughs) Hold on. I thought you were talking about the picture I sent earlier of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bald dude. Uh, I mean, see, here's the thing. She's got, she got thigh highs she's on. She's got thigh highs. And yes. Open legs. Yeah. And a, and a but thong. But then it's a swimsuit, right? And then it's a swimsuit. But the uh, it's like a sort of a one piece because the swimsuit covers all of her torso except kind of a low yeah. back and then arms yeah including uh gauntlets oh she's got an opening right. back to it too this is not like this is not <laughs> something that just happened this is a very specific choice no i'm telling you she she started with just the swimsuit and then the other cobra girls stole her clothes and she just had to put pieces together before she went to work guys i'm just gonna say right now when we get that booth at comic-con i know who i'm cosplaying <laughs> oh my god dickhead we'll be <laughs> Dickhead G.I. Joe, yes. 
What's Dickhead's name again? Clutch. Clutch. Clutch is as the tan helmet and outfit. He's not. A, he's a wonderful character. How dare you? But he has a penis head on. He, he, he reminds me of in the Seinfeld episode <laughs> where Jerry is on a date with an idiot, and his pe- and and there's a personification of his penis and his brain, and they have <laughs> his penis all in this like this in like, a tan pe- helmet. Tan, tan outfit, tan helmet, and this is what this Joe looks like. To be fair, a personification of Jerry's penis. Yeah, and he is. And for the record, yeah, uh, 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 Steeler and Grunt, who was also in this episode all throughout. Notice how we did the Grunt card before this. We haven't talked about Grunt one <laughs> yeah. millisecond until He's right useless. now in the episode. Steeler, Grunt, and Clutch. Too many new characters. Those are actually very old characters. Those too are, many. If we go back characters. to like the first movie and the one we skipped leading up to this. They're in that in 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 tertiary roles, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're they're not usually important characters in our normal GI Joe experience. I hope they get left behind in this alternate universe. Uh oh, damn! I guess you'll have to watch episode two and find out. I mean, you will Maybe. be watching. I, I might, hope you watch episode. Please, Gina, for the sake of the podcast, <laughs> please watch episode two. I don't think I would have to make you watch episode two, though. I think you're invested enough this, in this one. This so far might be one of one of my top three favorite episodes. So hopefully, nice. the second the second part pays off. I will say. Remember, before I was saying top ten most writ- best written episodes in that book I was reading. Mm-hmm. This one was absolutely one I of those top. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fact: Martin Pasco won a daytime Emmy award. So dude knows his shit. Pasco. Uh, fat two. Fat Canadian. Two. Canadian. Oh, Canadian. Born in Montreal, Quebec. Who's oh. French? Fact three. Martin Joseph Marty Pasco. Oh. Not his real name. Oh. You know what his original name was? Buzz Dixon. Yes. <laughs> in an alternate in an universe. Alternate universe. <laughs> Guys, what was that yellow gas that happened at the beginning of the episode? I just. Gaston Claude Rochefort. I was uh, going to say, it must be something like Guy. Super, super French. French. Yeah. <laughs> His name couldn't be more French if it was Baguette. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Well, that is that is super good stuff right there. So, guys, next week, episode two. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Oh, my. Because I know where it's going. Hope and it's it, so it dark. Pays off. It totally it pays, pays off. off. Guys, the stuff that you don't even know about yet is very exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you. <laughs> Remember what you were saying about how I haven't seen Buffy before, so I get to experience it for the first time? You should watch it. We That's already how- made a reference. <laughs> it's true. That's how I feel about you guys watching the next episode of this. You get to watch it for the first time. You realize you're really overselling it. Yeah, I it's know. Totally, totally overselling I get to it, and it's going to be twice as disappointing. I, mean, here's the deal. <laughs> I haven't watched it again in a long time either. I just happen to know what's oh, going to happen. So you know what? Take it all back. It's going to be, it's mm-hmm. going to be very average just to not set up your expectations. Mm-hmm. It's too late. I've done it. I really like these episodes, though. So whatever. So guys, anyway, that is the end of... Worlds Without End, Part One, super good episode. Back till test pass. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep saying it because it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Who, who cares? We already did our pitches on Wednesday for things to watch this weekend, next weekend, and what have you. So let's just get up on out of here. Unless you guys have any final points you want to make. Yeah. Silence. Yeah, that was that was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm about to cut that part out. <laughs> so until next week, uh, my name is Ray Stekanis. You can catch me up on Twitter at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm Gina Ippolito, and I'm at Gina Ippy. Yay! And uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast or at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter. Give us a five-star review on Amazon. Oh, I said Amazon. I meant iTunes. You know what? Go on Amazon, <laughs> too. On Amazon, give us a five-star. I'm thinking about buying those new G.I. Joe episodes. And if you send us messages or tweet at us, we'll read them. 
Yes, and if you want to Venmo or PayPal us, you know what? There's people <laughs> out there that said we absolutely have to do Series 2 of G.I. Joe, which I had forgotten was a thing. That opens with Operation Dragonfly. It's 44 total episodes. It's done by the Deke Company, not the Sunbow Company, and they're quite frankly not as good. Deke? I'm sorry. I remember Deke. Deke. Yep. Yep. Dick. Thank you. Well, I want to... But it was that... Do you nice guys remember it. it was that little girl voice yeah. that read it? Deke. Deke. Yeah. Which Deke. makes it more... Now that I'm an adult, I didn't realize it when I was little. Now that I'm an adult, it makes it Super more disturbing. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to PayPal... I'm jerking off to later <laughs> Jesus. If you want to PayPal or Venmo us the money to buy the DVDs to watch it, <laughs> only then will we watch it for you, the people. Jesus Not Christ. if I have to really pay for it. That's such a low standard. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we have to go to the next 40-some-odd, we're going to do that fucking Patreon business. Yeah. And people are going to pay us money every month. That's not going to happen. And uh, I wouldn't want it. I don't, no, I absolutely. I will take. I will take. You take Patreon. Any money that you want to send me. Okay, I'll here's the deal. Find a way. I'm just saying, if we get to a certain level, and that level is whatever it would cost to do it, <laughs> we will get those DVDs. I'll just accept hilarious gifts on our Facebook page. Okay, oh, and boy. also fan art. We love fan art. Okay. So fan we've art, had yes. People doing it. Don't just say hilarious pics because you're going to get oh. some stuff that you're not going <laughs> to approve of. Yeah, that's enough. We're going to have to do a lot of moderating if that happens. <laughs> Uh, hilarious art of us and G.I. Joe, one, the other, both. Hilarious um, graphic porn pics of G.I. Joe with our heads on them. There's got to be G.I. Joe porn out there, right? Um, on the, on the yes. Web. Yes, there is. Gina, thanks for mentioning. Right. Yeah. Now we're, uh, we've checked out because we're going to go look. Uh... Guys, we're going to go look at this. But until then, <laughs> come back next week. We're going to be wrapping up Worlds Without End Part 1, getting into Worlds Without End Part 2. Until then. These guys are looking up. I swear to God, they're looking up. They're, they both immediately went to their devices and started typing. Whoa, Baroness! Hello, free porn GI Joe galleries, page one. Good night, everybody. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming, and we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh my god. Traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.